Life Audio. Hi, I'm Cynthia Garrett, and welcome to Girl Club. We'll be right with you after these messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hi, everybody. I am Cynthia Garrett, and welcome to Cynthia Garrett's Girl Club. And uh, you know the place, you know what you're listening to, you know what you're in for. Real girls having real talk about real issues while seeking to apply and live in our real faith, uh, which is really difficult to do in the world that we live in. And I know that whether you're listening or watching us on live stream, um, you're going to get it, you know, Uh what we talk about in terms of identity, which is just the cornerstone for everything, um, especially in a world that is so full of identity confusion today. Uh, we look at identity as something that is essential to our health as human beings, as part of a family, as parents, as sisters, as friends, as daughters, mothers, wives, you know, um, Everything, everything, just everything boils down to how rooted we are and how aware we are of our identity in Christ. What does that mean? It means, okay, whether you believe or not, there is a God. I'm not going to have a conversation about, you know, atheism and whether or not there's a God in this particular episode, but I am going to say through years of doubting him, fighting him, questioning him, struggling with him, wrestling with him, pulling away from him, pulling toward him, running from him, and then screaming for him to deliver me from whatever mess I had made that I was maybe blaming him for, I have to tell you, I have found unequivocally beyond uh, the shadow of a doubt that there is a God and he did create us and he fashioned us actually. He, he formed us in his image and um, he took woman out of man from Adam's rib. And um, that's a whole other series of talks that we'll have to do one day. But suffice it to say, we know around here that our God has moved in miraculous ways since he spoke into existence, the heavens and the earth, because contrary to popular opinion, nothing did not meet nothing and they both crashed in together and nothing exploded and out of nothing came everything. 
doesn't work like that. Somebody had to create something <laughs> so that something could actually start evolving and growing and be, be you know, formed into everything else. So um, we're not going to talk about that in this series of talks either, but we will because we tend to talk about everything and anything that might cause you to question your faith or feel unshaky about your faith. Because I have always believed that if I ask those hard questions that are swirling around in the back of my mind, where, you know, the enemy throws in darts telling you, you can't do that. You shouldn't believe this. That's not true. That'll never happen. If you don't actually get those things out loud, out of your mouth and confront them, those things can eventually defeat you. So we talk about everything here. We get it out of our mouths because in getting it out of our mouths, we're putting it at the feet of Christ, the God that we serve and saying, help us unpack this issue. Help us come together, all of us, and reason that God is good, you know, and iron sharpens iron. And that's what we do here every week. So I invite you to take some time out of your day you know, and whether you watch us on live stream so that you can comment and interact through our the ministry YouTube channel or whether you listen on podcast and whatever podcast platform you're listening on, just join the conversation. You know, we invite you to just join in with these things that we're talking about and working through because they're critical to you living a life that is rooted in real identity. You know, and identity is power. When you know who you are and when you know whose you are and to whom you belong, you walk in power, you walk in confidence. So I just want to welcome into studio today, two of, uh, two of the tribe is here and um, they're amazing co-hosts. They're amazing girlfriends. We support each other through so much stuff and it is so nice to know that in this world where I know all of us can often feel forgotten, you know, in the busy, you know, that we have each other. And um, for any of you who've chosen to sign up for Girl Club and to tune in and watch us and hang with us weekly, we're grateful for you too. And we hope that you're encouraged, you know, by, um, by our sisterhood with you you know, and our fellowship with you. So uh, say hello to Nova Page and Christina Boudreaux, two amazing, oh my gosh, you guys, I, I you know, I try to do this every week and introduce you guys. And it's like, I yeah. want to, yeah, I want to do it because, you know, for the new person that might randomly be popping in, they need to know that Nova, you're an incredible singer and songwriter, an incredible pastor, an incredible wife and, and, friend and sister and daughter and mother and all of the above. And they need to know Christina Boudreaux, that you're an insane evangelist. You can take the craziest of stories and God gives you the deepest of perspective. So we laugh with you, we cry with you, and then we end up in awe of like how you got us off of a freeway of cuckoo into this deep, jar of like swimming pool water where we're in the deep blue ocean going, whoa, that was so amazing and beautiful. And I got to tell you guys, I think it's just honestly, it makes me think of the scripture that says to whom much is given, much is required. And when I think about each of you, you know, Nova and Christina Boutreau and Christina Reynolds, who's not here with us, Summer, 
my little niece, who's our little teen evangelist who pops in from time to time. When I think about you guys, that is the scripture I think of. Because while you overflow such wisdom and life into others and into those around you, I know that, you know, it's wisdom that you have fought to acquire like a little butterfly in a cocoon, you know, um, makes me think of the Helen Reddy song, which is probably really before Boudreaux. It's definitely before your time. Nova, I'm not sure you would have been a child also, but there will be some of you out there who will who will remember Helen Reddy and the lyrics to her song. I am woman. And my favorite lyric and why as a child, I mean, I was a child when this song was popular, but I hooked into it and it never left my life. It made an impression on my identity, my identity. And the lyric said, oh, yes, I am wise, but it's wisdom born of pain. Yes, I've paid the price, but look how much I've gained. And if I have to, I can do anything. I am woman. Mm. Why as a five-year-old, I, I, you know, I couldn't have been more than four or five. Did that song, I just knew it was true. You know, I just knew it was true. And even by that point in my life, you know, um, I was experiencing sexual abuse, you know. And so there was a depth, I think, and a prophetic message in those lyrics to me that, you know, there's pain in your gain, but look how much we gain. And so I feel like that is so the two of you, you know, that your struggles have produced so much beauty um, in your identity because you've chosen to give those struggles to God and because you've chosen Jesus as your savior and rooted your life in the word of God. You know, and we spoke the last couple of weeks, you guys, about being heard. And it's been so powerful to know that we, that God hears us, but it's also powerful to receive that he wants us to hear him. And that we need to hear each other. You know, we need to not just listen, but we need to hear each other. And real growth comes, you know, from the process of listening and hearing and hearing and listening, you know. Um, so I'm thankful for you guys. And um, as we start this week, really uh, looking at identity and wanting you to leave these talks with a stronger identity, you know, with being a stronger you know, real girl, you know, who's, who's having real talk with the world around her as she deals with real issues, but always using the baseball bat of real faith to swing your way through the game. Like, um, that's what we want for you. And I'm grateful that we have this common bond and wanting that for other men and women, all of us. And, um, you know, it's Thanksgiving basically coming up. We should act like it's Thanksgiving. Yep, we should act like it's Thanksgiving every day. So happy Thanksgiving. Uh, but let's just say this, you know, uh, I said this before we started. If I talk about the things that I'm thankful for, my identity shifts into all of the things that are really important, you know, that we've been talking about in the last uh, few weeks. And Anna, if you would run those sort of things that are, supposed to be the stamps on our identity, right? The first one is that, you know, you're a saint. You need to know that. The second one is that you're blessed. You need to know that. 
The third one is that you're appreciated by God. God appreciates you if no one else does. You need to know that about yourself. That's your identity. This is what's spoken over your life. The next one is that you're saved. You're saved. The second you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're you're saved. You enter into an eternal covenant. But also, guess what? You've got a God who saves you continuously. Every day, I'm saved from myself. And I'm reminded of what he, what I've been saved from, you know? So, and the next thing that we talked about was the fact that you're reconciled. Through Christ's death on a cross, you've been reconciled to God. Because let me tell you something, our sin as human beings <laughs> jacked us up and has taken us so far away from God that we need a savior to reconcile us to God so that we can even go to him and have confidence praying. So I find that forgiving other people is really important because when I forgive people, it doesn't mean I enmesh myself with them if they're really, if they really did something wrong, but it means I've, I've taken my right to judge and I've given it to the great judge, you know, the one who sent his son to die for us and um, to forgive us. So we are reconciled and that's a very deep part of your identity to stand in. And then the next one was that you're afflicted. I don't even need to talk about this. We all know that in this world, there will be tribulation, but Jesus said, fear not for I have overcome the world and all of us have been afflicted with something. Some of us are afflicted with something right now. And, um, you know, as, as, as it says in John, I've told you these things so that in me, you may have peace, right? Because in this world we'll have trouble. So he wants us to have peace because we can, we can trust in him. He's overcome the world and whether it looks like it or not right now in this moment, for many of you all around the world, because we have listeners all around the world, please hear me when I tell you that he has overcome the mess that you might find yourself in right now. Just take it to him. And the next thing that we spoke about was the fact that you're heard. And um, it's a beautiful thing. So we're going to kind of throw in here some talk about how I think the most important part of our identity is that we walk in gratitude, that we find every reason we have to be thankful because when we do, it will diminish the things that are making us ungrateful and afraid and bummed out and down and depressed. And um, yeah, all those things that the world really wants us to feel you know, because the enemy has a plan against our lives, but God has a plan for our lives. And if that ain't enough to be thankful for, I don't know what is. So that's it. I'm done. What do you guys have to say? (laughs) (laughs) That's super awesome. By the way, I did not mean to, but look at the pillow behind me. It says grateful. (laughs) No way. Oh my goodness. I'm like, and you know what? That pillow is always there. Not planned. Sometimes I flip it over, but even on the flipping it over, I know that the grateful is there. So like, even when you're not always thanking God, there is something underneath the belly of your life that living out gratitude, even if you're not using the word, it always, it always shows up, you know, like, you know, I guess that's my intro to what I, what, you know, kind of came to my mind, Cynthia is like, like you, Christine, I've walked through a super challenging year of my life. And, you know, you're asking yourself, you're wondering why, and you just know that God has, you know, God sees it all. And honestly, on this side of 
what I've walked through, I feel really grateful. I feel like God has put us into a new season, a new exciting time. Uh, and even just watching some of the things that have gone down in the situation that we came from, I feel like the Lord really like saved us and has taken care of us. And as much as I don't, you know, you, whenever you walk through something hard, you're like, I, you wish that it didn't happen the way it did. Right. But you can still walk out going, Lord, thank you that you protected us. You saw us. And I can live in gratitude knowing that like God, he, he is, he takes care and he is there and he, he allows things. And he says like, it's not the time to know everything. It's just know that you can trust me. And so I, I feel I'm sitting back, moving into this Thanksgiving season, feeling very grateful that the Lord um, has has walked with us and remained and we've remained in him. Like, you know, some sometimes when we're hit with things, we 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 don't trust God anymore, but he's so trustworthy. And so I, I, I can genuinely tell you guys, like I'm sitting here in complete gratitude. My husband has moved on and done, you know, he has a new um, calling, I guess, a job that he is feeling like, you know, God has opened up the door. Uh, I started another business, which the Lord is really blessing. And, and, and again, it's not all about just everything working out so great for us, but I think it was really hard and I'm kind of on the other side going, thank you, Lord. Thank you that you you took us out at a time where it didn't make sense for us, but it makes sense now. And uh, it doesn't mean life is perfect, but I feel really grateful. And and I do remind myself moment by moment, you guys, super grateful for health. Not everybody has that. I I just came from visiting my mom who has had a stroke and she has had dementia. And uh, I'm just really grateful I had time with her. I watched her even through her dementia be the most empathetic and kind person to me, even though there were moments and she didn't know me. And, but, you know, kind of leading, leading up to all these moments where I'm like, wow, God, like, thank you that I was raised by a woman who was a prayer warrior. She may not have her mind now, but what she has is continued empathy. Like so, so, so grateful for the time. And I think if I could encourage all of us just be present and be grateful for what you have in that moment. Cause it is so easy when things are going good to just overlook it and just take it for granted. Um, so I, I think this year has caused me to really take a magnifying glass to all the things that I have to be grateful for and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Amen. No, but that's, yeah. that's so good because, you know, for anybody who may have been with us all year long, and we have a lot of regulars here, uh, it's, we've, I've, we've watched you journey through some really tough stuff, you know, and when you said, you know, it's not just because I, you know, of success, I get what you're saying, because that's like the least of it. But it is merciful and and so kind of God, right? 
to allow you to get through a hard season where let's face it in that season. I know you felt the same way I have felt and CB has felt and Christina Reynolds has felt and we've, and all of anybody listening has felt in those moments where you feel like I'm not going to get through this season. I feel Mm -hmm. like I have given a big portion of my life to this experience. And now who am I and what, what am I? with this thing being ripped away from me or with me needing to walk away from this or go through this experience, like it causes major identity confusion. It causes Mm -hmm. identity crisis. It Mm -hmm. causes fear, doubt, insecurity, like shame, guilt, pain, loneliness. Mm -hmm. Right. All of it. Everybody walks away from you. They don't want to touch you. Um, And, and honestly, for those who walked away and haven't, like touched us. I'm grateful for that too. Yes. Because you really know. And, and also I have a lot of forgiveness for it. I just feel really like, okay, but I, then you also know God really shows you who are your trustworthy, who are your people that you can really trust that, that, that are surrendered to the Lord. And I think that is very eye opening, And it, and in that I sit in gratitude because my eyes became very wide open to uh, people who were really surrendered to the Lord that were continued to be in my sphere. And I, that I feel super thankful that I, that God allowed me to experience that and understand and know true friendship. And so that's really awesome. It is, it is because look, I think, you know, (laughs) we're all pretty gregarious people, like easy to talk to, right? And it's easy to acquire people as you go through life. You know, my mom used to tell me, you know, I acquired people the way she acquired lint in the, in the, in the dryer load after load with six children. And, you know, I, it's kind of true. I get that, but (laughs) that's a blessing and a curse, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the, the blessing of it is when you know that, even in the acquiring of people, you know, what's real, what's not real, what's true, what's not true. And when you just have a bunch of people around you, sometimes you can lose sight of that. And it does sometimes take a painful experience for God to kind of go, Hey, baby girl, I just want to highlight what actually is a healthier contribution to your life or who's here for you. So, you know, you know, I've given you some places you can go and I got to tell you, you know, through going through, you know, Roger being ill, my husband being ill the last few years, especially this last year, it was a tough year. We started the year in surgery and we ended the year in surgery. And I just pray to God that, you know, that he knows how grateful I am that we're ending the year period together. And, you know, and he's strong and he's, he's still here. And, uh, (laughs) you know, it's a trip because through this, you know, we started the year talking about transition. I don't know if you guys remember this, but we knew that, you know, it was going to be this year of transition. And we, we spoke about it on Girl Club. We all had that message for everyone that this was a big year of change and transformation for millions of people around the world, not just us. <laughs> and uh, I mean, we've been through a fair amount since that, you know, that word was spoken to all of us. And I got to tell you in that transition, you know, we moved full time uh, to another state and 
the couple of people that I thought were going to be our everyday, all the time, right there friends, that's not who it's been. In fact, you know, there's a couple people who've been a little bit annoying, a little bit of a pain in the neck, but those are the people that have been faithful to pray for us. They've been faithful to stand with us. And we may not even have chosen each other in a lot of different worlds to be friends, but yet God, God just must laugh because he's like, yeah, but I have purpose for this. And I, you know, I find myself very thankful that I'm as submitted as I try to be and surrendered to God's will for my life. Yeah. It's interesting you share that, Cynthia. And I and Boudreaux, I know you have things to share, but I just I didn't want to forget this thought that I had I've experienced recently. And um, you know, probably like you, Cynthia, and you've been going through it with Roger, but like you can have this like great day and there's like all these amazing amazing things, and you can be so happy. Boudreaux, I know that you you've experienced this where you're just like, it's so awesome. And at the very same time, you're feeling your deepest pain and you're, you're, it's like, it's just this balancing act. And it, I love it because I have this visual of God. Just, he just creates a space where all of it is okay with him to like, he's with it. And he creates this space for us. And when we have girlfriends or family members that also hold space for us in that way, like we really can be so grateful because I mean, that has been my last few weeks, the like highest high and the lowest low. And anybody else might go like, girl, you're crazy. You're like the sad and the happy, but it's like God holds space for that. And when we have people that do that too, you just kind of go, man, this is life. This is part of it and it's good. And we can be very grateful for it. So that's my last little gratitude thought. <laughs> amen and amen. I, you Girl, you said it. And honestly, um, we're going to have to have like, we're going to have to have a, a session here in studio on Girl Club where we, you know, we bring on, you know, someone that we're, we're grateful for, you know, that would be really fun that now that I think about it, you know, and I, 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 I will not at this moment put Anna on the spot who you may hear us talk about sometimes here because she's kind of the glue that keeps us running, really. She's the glue for me in the ministry that God has given me to steward. She's the glue for us and the ministry of Girl Club. Um, You know, uh, she's making sure that, you know, this broadcast is produced with Thanksgiving, like remembering Thanksgiving. And for those of you who are watching in studio, you know, we've got gorgeous pumpkins and all this beautiful stuff going on. And, and, and Christina Boudreaux, who's actually appropriately dressed for the season. We have a turkey, you know, on screen right now as we broadcast. And I mean, I love podcasting, but I got to tell you, you really need to check these chicks out, man. We're some cool chicks. You might want to join us on, on the YouTube channel sometime, but but I got to say, I, I, I'm, I'm joking, but I'm not, you know, I'm, Anna's one of those people that I think collectively we're all grateful for. And, um, and I would, I would have you pop on screen, Anna, but I know you, I know you well enough to know you won't not without having proper time to prepare. And so, uh, we have to do that sometime where, you know, we, we get your little face on so you can say hello because, couldn't do this without you. 
and wouldn't want to. So I'm grateful. And I can't think of a, I can't think of a, a, a more powerful, wiser group of women, you know, for God to have linked as the leaders, you know, of, of, of this ministry, you know, really. And, um, you know, Boudreaux, I, I am amazed because I know that I know you've been through some hard stuff, you know, like all of us, but you do always seem to find the way to be grateful also in whatever you're going through. And I, and you find the, you find the God in it, man, you know, and, and I, I admire that, you know? Yeah. Um, so I just got back from Chile a couple of days ago and, um, right before I went to Chile, I experienced a great deal of suffering like physically uh, with my arthritis, but also I would say like emotionally and spiritually specifically because for me, I have spent two years out of my parents, um, you know, in my family situation where they are still choosing to harbor this family member that um, sexually abused me growing up. And so as the holidays are coming up, you know, my birthday is tomorrow and then there's Thanksgiving and Christmas. I naturally oh, I went to Chile. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be 33 tomorrow. Um, but before I, I went to Chile, uh, you know, the holidays for people are, are usually like a happy time of year. But for me, it I was not looking forward to it. Like I had a night where I was just like on the phone, like weeping with a couple of my friends, just very raw and honest that from, and, you know, I, I really, you know, in, in my sadness, I said, I pour out my life 12 months out of the year, but what do I have to show for it at the end where I feel like I have nowhere to go for Christmas or Thanksgiving or my birthday. And, you know, the Lord in that met me, And he really allowed me to get to that like low canyon, right? Like low place in my soul because um, when I went to Chile, like we were in like very rough schools, like public schools for our school assemblies. I'm talking kids whose parents are migrant workers from all over South America in these very poor communities. And because of that, there's a lot of gang activity there's a lot of drug trafficking sex trafficking there's a fight that broke out in in the middle of one of our events in the far corner you know there's um of a school between you know uh gang members there's there was a lot of abuse a lot of trauma a lot of suicide a lot of those things and a lot of these kids their parents are out of the picture so the streets are raising them like literally and we were doing like five schools a day you know going to detention centers and all this stuff. And God used every part of my story. Like when I lived in Montana for a season, my friends would go out hunting, right. And they would bring in their deer and they would tell me we use every part of the deer. We don't waste any of it. And even every hard part that I went through, you know, and I, even a lot of these kids, I was like, you know, in this part of my life, like when your family has failed you, where do you go? And just letting that be an intro to the gospel, Because last week, oh, before I came to Chile, like the Lord showed me, you know, like, like, like Christina, I love you so much. And will you allow me to use the hardest parts of your suffering, like the ugliest parts of your suffering? And so coming back from Chile, even though there was a lot of suffering I walked through before I went, um, 
there is, I'm so grateful coming back because God used like every ugly part of my story and every broken part of myself before going. And the verse the Lord brought me to when I was in Chile was second Corinthians 12, 10, where it says for the sake of Christ, then I'm content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities for where, for when I am weak, then I am strong. And I think of when Paul says, I am content, like for me, content is like, you know, I lack nothing. I'm content after I've had a good meal, but how can we be content when we're going through suffering? Suffering equals lack, you know, suffering equals like, you know, we're missing something. It, it equals like we're in despair, but I found like a contentment in the Lord where I genuinely was on the phone, like weeping with my friends saying like, I hate Christmas. Cause I don't, I was alone on Christmas last year. Yeah. And I felt so alone. And I literally was like, this is why people commit suicide on Christmas. To be honest with you, I wasn't suicidal or depressed on Christmas. But that week before I went on tour, you know, I was talking to a friend, one of my friends, um, one of our two of my good friends or part of the whosoever is my friend Austin and his wife, Maddie. And I just said, Maddie, and she has a crazy background. I took her to Mexico with me a couple of months ago. I was like, there's so many people at Christmas that feel forgotten. But who are those people that feel forgotten? It's like the homeless people, people in prison, people in rehabs, like all those things. And so because of the, because the Lord allowed me to walk through that, me and her are doing like a Christmas tour where we're going to be touring specifically detention centers, like women's prisons, women's rehabs to love the forgotten. And we're calling it loving, we're calling it loving the forgotten Christmas tour. You know, it's one, it's the whosoever's we're doing it. And I think about how grateful I am that I walked through that hard place. And that week specifically, one of my friends I went to India with, her and her husband gave me an early Christmas present. And they said, hey, you know, buy yourself a ticket to go wherever you want to go for Christmas. So I'm spending it, you know, in Nashville with one of my friends. And the Lord met me like it, with his grace, like that week before I went to Chile, where I have now a, a flight to go to Nashville. And for other people, who have families to spend Christmas with my, like they might look at that and be like, Oh, that's cool. But for me, it's a big deal because being alone on Christmas, like, dude, like it was, it was, it was gnarly, dude. Like, yeah, it was hard, man. Look at what, look at the Lord, man. I see that pain in you, Christina. And that is so real. And it's interesting because you, you know, you are not alone in that. And just hearing that testimony, it's a big, big deal that God just showed up for you like that. Well, yeah. And you know, what's amazing to me is that you are so rooted in your identity in Christ that rather than become all of the things that many people become when they find themselves you know, in a painful moment alone when their family has not shown up for them, their friends maybe aren't around to show up for them. They, whatever is going on, there you are, you're alone. And rather than spin out of control, your identity in Christ is so strong, Christina, that you've chosen to do a tour called Love the Forgotten. <laughs> so because now you understand what it means to be forgotten on Christmas and to feel that way. And I got to tell you, like, that's not just for Christmas, CB. Yeah. I think one of the one of the deepest things that moves my heart for ministry is that 
I really am aware that there are people all over the world who look like they have it going on. They look together on the outside. They look happy. They look successful. They look like the world has taught them to look. And so they are winning, as Charlie Sheen would say, right? But inside, they feel totally forgotten. They feel totally misunderstood. Inside, they feel lost and hopeless and abandoned and they feel afraid and they feel unsure and they feel like they feel a big question mark over why on earth am I even alive? You know, and I know this because I've been there. It's I think it is the constant thing that we fight with. We struggle with in our interior as Christians. We return Mm -hmm. to this battle regularly as Christians because Number one, our home is not here on earth. Our home is not here on earth. We are sojourners in a foreign land. We are strangers here. There is nothing about this earth that has ever felt 1000% pure, perfect, and fair. I have moments of experiencing that, but I also have moments where from the time I'm a young girl, every time the U2 song comes on and Bono sings, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. I'm in tears. I'm in tears. And I know why. It's because deep cries out to deep. There's something deep inside of me that is yearning to be with my father, you know, to be with my creator. And I don't say that flippantly because I love the life he's blessed me with. You know, what a, what a wonderful, it's a wonderful life. You know, like the movie says, what, what a beautiful thing he's given to us. If we strip away all of the ugly and the things that come against us and the moments, Christina, like how dare life make you sit alone on Christmas and feel, you know, forgotten. Like, really? I mean, as much as you remember others and think about others, like how dare the enemy get you in a trick bag setup really and truly to probably to do what, to get you to feel suicidal, you know, to get you to feel hopeless, to get you to question your faith in God, to get you to quit, stop going to Chile, stop doing these missions trips, stop. Will you, you know, Oh, come on. There she goes. Now the, for, you know, the, 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 who feels forgotten tour, <laughs> like, you know, like, I mean, listen, I'm telling you, you know, you remind me of it's the woman that I've always wanted to be. And I do believe in a lot of ways I am that woman. And I know for a fact that Nova, you're that woman, Christina, you're that woman. There's a lot of that woman listening. And, and it's funny. My niece gave me a plaque one year at Christmas time and it was my Christmas gift and she's precious. And she gave me this plaque and it said, and you're, you're going to know this. You will, a lot of you will have seen this. And it said, um, May you be the kind of woman who, when she wakes up, the devil says, oh, no, she's up again. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, and I mean, I love that because it's almost like every time the enemy knocks you down, when your identity in Christ is so strong that you get back up, I'm sorry, but he has hell to pay all over again because when you just can't be taken out and you know that 
okay, this hurts, but God's got me. I'm going to stand up and figure out how to keep walking through this. Oh, and by the way, I'm taking hostages with me. I'm going to overflow this madness into someone else's life. I'm going to make sure that those who feel forgotten on Christmas never feel that way again. That makes you dangerous to the kingdom of darkness. And I'm telling you, I don't see how you can be alive and not know that in this world, we are dealing with spiritual warfare every day when we wake up. We have a very real enemy of our happiness. There is a very real spirit that does not want us to walk in joy, that does not want us to feel blessed and saved and appreciated. And oh my goodness, you know, we have a very real enemy, something very real at work against us. We call it Satan. A lot of other people out there call it a lot of things. I'm always tempted to try to put a word on it that everyone can grasp. But, you know, sometimes it ain't about a word that the whole world can grasp. There's the devil, there's God, and there's the triune God. There's God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Okay? Read it. Research it if you don't know what I'm talking about because it's real. You know, it's real. And I just, I don't know, CB, I went off on a whole tangent, but I, I mean, I just... Of course yeah. you're doing a tour. Of course you are. Because <laughs> that's you're... who you are. And I'm that's thankful. who you are. I'm thankful for that. Yeah. No, dude. Like, like, I literally, and I just know it's the Lord because I feel like you know, one of our young adults, uh, our young adults pastor at Calvary Golden Springs, he talks about suffering and he's like, don't, al- like, don't waste your suffering. Like, allow your suffering to be a platform to to really reach others. And to be honest with you, man, like every part of my story, like even this year, like January, February, March of this year, I was using all my missionary support on like the teenage kids in my world who are lost, dude. Like I was like, I would pay my rent, my horse, you know, my horse bills at the ranch. And I was taking kids out, you know, just that are struggling, you know, I was taking them out, you know, for in and out, you know, whatever, and just pouring into them and loving on them that I, lived off of like oatmeal protein powder and peanut butter for three months you know and I told these kids I was like I know what it's like to open your fridge and to not have food to eat and these kids genuinely do they 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 related to that because like a lot of these migrant worker kids who's who are being raised by gangs that's something so specific like they their streets are raising them in Chile um they live in these very like impoverished communities and for me, I was like, I lost my home twice in 15 months. I know what it's like to not have food. And for when I went there, I didn't go in like above them. I went like face, like eye to eye, face to face with them. And these kids were from like all over Latin America, like at some of these schools, you know, they looked, they, they reminded me of like the inner city kids in LA, just like really rough. But these kids were just like weeping, dude. And I just saw the Lord encounter them. And the Lord just reminded me like, don't like don't wait don't like don't let the like to not like waste your suffering you know like like how we have like leftovers but it's like the lord's like no like let me let me use all of it and he literally used all of it and and that's why i come back with a grateful heart and you know i have food to eat now you know the lord's blessed me but the lord has allowed me to walk through that season to experience lack to be able to reach the people that i reach because, and they listen to me because I have lived it, you know, they listen to me because I've walked it not years ago, but now. And where I'm like, yeah, there's times where life happens and you don't have food to eat, where you don't have a roof over your head, where you don't have like 
stuff like that's just their reality and I look back and I'm like god thank you thank you for everything you've allowed me to walk through and that's the part of suffering where you could just say where I experienced last week like in my weakness I felt so strong because God replaced hit my weakness with his strength and I and during the day I had no physical pain with my arthritis it was only in the morning and at nighttime after our events were over that the pain came because God gave me such a grace to walk through the day. And, you know, I think of these, these women, we're going to be reaching for a Christmas tour that for them being able to say, you know, I'm like, yeah, cause you know, people go in and do like humanitarian stuff and it's like, cool, that's cool, but it's different. Like empathy is powerful. And that's, that's why right. God allows his vessels who are being used by him in a great way to go through the most suffering. Cause or else what would we have to say? people we, identify we with us yeah we mm-hmm. couldn't and well, so nothing it, it, it's yeah. nothing i call it the oprah winfrey syndrome you know when yeah. oprah when oprah first started you know she was she was really close to being that kick down kick to the curb overweight downtrodden you know black woman that she started out as right without you know without a lot you know with lack and having been abused she was the first woman i ever say I ever heard say on television, I was sexually abused. I got to tell you, and she, God used her to just, it liberated my soul because I was like, oh my goodness, it, she's talking about it. Maybe it's not my fault. Maybe I don't have to live with this shame forever. So I'm grateful to her for that. But there is a real syndrome that occurred. When I look at Oprah today, it's kind of like, eh, you know, it, it, it I feel like she had a ton of opportunity to do a ton of things and she has, but I also feel like the wealthier that you get, the further away you can get from the reality of people's struggles, people's mm-hmm. pain of poverty of, you know, what it means to not just be able to go out and buy a new car, you know, buy a pair of shoes, you know, there, there, there are things Sometimes that come out of the mouths of, you know, people that I love, you know, that, you know, they'll say it and it's like, um, you're aware, I hope that you're talking about like something that would feed someone else for a year. Like perspective, man, is the most amazing thing that we all need to have as a hallmark of our identity perspective. And I think thankfulness and gratitude will help you walk with perspective. Cause if you can find a way to, to connect to what God has saved you and delivered you from to what you were before Jesus came in and decided to gut you like a fish and clean you up. You know, if you can, if you can keep looking at like, Look back and take stock of the confusion you might have been in or the pain you might have been in or the the journeys you've come through because of the grace of God. You know, I think you you can't help but gain a tremendous amount of perspective and perspective, you know, with gratitude and thankfulness will help you to be very, very, very effective. And I mean, that's, you know, look, that's what you that's what you women have, you know? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Cynthia. 
for saying that. I, I, you guys, there's a scripture that's like burning in me because I'm, I'm looking at Shoot it. what you've walked through, Christina uh, Boudreaux. Well, the other Christina isn't here, so you're at CV. Um, and just, you know, what I've watched you walk through, Cynthia, in your life, your testimony and just your current testimony, because we have a living testimony, right? Like this is real. Um, but it's Colossians 4, 2, you know, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And I hear that word, like that word is in me in everything. Give thanks for not just because it feels good and you should, but it is actually the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Like, like, like in other words, like, be thankful because God is doing something underneath. Like you said, Christina, he's, he is using your testimony of not having food, of not having a roof over your head. And it, the, the gratitude, and it sounds so crazy, but it's like the gratitude of not is now, is now like you've, you've come around going like, I can share this. And it actually draws me close to people who need the hope of Christ. It is really such a beautiful story of, and it is God's story that he's writing through our lives and through our story. And, and honestly, it wasn't many years ago where I was like, okay, I'm selling things out of my garage to pay for things. And like, what else can I sell? And I, I I get it. We were the family years ago that were like, we got the Turkey on our doorstep. I feel so grateful because what you said, something really powerful, Christina, which maybe is what our world is missing. And some of the narcissistic culture that has been created is there is such a lack of empathy for each other's story. And what when we have walked through the valley of the shadow of death, what, when we come through on the other side, because we do what we understand now is empathy. And, and, and Jesus was the greatest empathizer that we will ever know. And that is who he is. So when we lack empathy, I tend to think, we need to really get into the word and look at the life of Jesus because that's who he is. And that's who he was. So good. It's so good. And you know, here we, we have homes and roofs over our head yet. The son of man had nowhere to lay his head. I mean, Jesus was homeless, you know? And, and I, when I, when I was listening to you share your story, CB, I mean, it really, it really hit me. Like we're always, look, what's our slogan here? Real girls having real talk about real issues while seeking to apply real faith, right? Well, (laughs) the perspective I'm always looking for and the question I'm always asking every week is what would Jesus do? Okay, I hear what your problem is. I hear what the issue is. Now, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus say? What, What would his reaction be? And CB, you're doing what Jesus would do, period. Would the enemy take him out? No, but he took what the enemy did to him in his death on the cross. He went down to the grave and he took the keys to death and he came out and set captives free. We're some of those captives that got led out of the grave because God looked around around the entire earth 
the master, right? He's the creator. You think of Picasso and they call them these masterpieces, Picasso and, you know, Monet and blah, blah, blah. Well, the master of the heavens and the earth, the master creator, we're his masterpiece. And he, what did he give for us? What does he give daily for us? He gave everything because I got to tell you something, you guys, my husband and my son are everything to me and I would not give them. I wouldn't give them away. I, it's, I, it's not in me. I'm not God. <laughs> I am not God. And I'm so grateful and okay with being able to say that. And I'm so thankful to him that he does not require me to be God. He's God on the throne. He doesn't require me to know everything. He knows. He doesn't require me to fix everything. He can fix it. All he requires of me is to try to react in ways that he would and to take all of our stuff and give it to him. And CB, you don't come out of a painful, lonely Christmas like you had last year and choose to put a tour together so that no one would ever feel that way again because you haven't figured out somewhere in the mess and the pain of it all from your family how to take your stuff to God and put it at the throne and say, okay, Jesus, what, what would you do? Because here I am, I'm broken and I'm busted. And I feel like, you know, feel like <laughs> exploding my brains out of my head. What would you do? And, and, you know, and he keeps doing it. I mean, Nova, look, I've watched you be, <laughs> I've watched you go through considerable abuse, church abuse, you know, abuse by others. Uh, for the last year, especially, and, 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 and like others that you're serving and loving and giving to. And, and I know where your heart was in, in all of it yet. Jacked up. (laughs) Jacked up. Yeah. Jacked up, hit upside the head, mad, sad, can't find the way to even spell the word glad, but you know, I'm sitting here tripping because what's your hubby doing? He's on his way to perform a wedding, you know, you guys are still mm-hmm. taking care of the lost and the dejected and the homeless. You're, you're still willing to speak the truth of the gospel, no matter where you are, no matter who may be what or have what position in life. And, you know, I'm sorry, but I think we're some, we're some okay chicks, man. I mean, you know, and I think we're, we're, watched and listened to by a whole lot of really okay chicks and some fellas too, because, you know, those of us who know to keep going to the cross or I'm going to go to, I'm going to go there to girl club. Cause they're talking about the cross. I'm going to go there and hang out with those girls because I know that they're going to cry. They're going to struggle. They're going to work it out. And, 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 and they're going to be a safe place for me to do the same thing. And, and, and the end that we're seeking is the cross. Amen. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Cynthia, I'm so great. This is why I'm grateful because our story doesn't end with us. Like God is changing us. God is transforming us. That is why I'm grateful because he's not leaving me where I was. And he's, he's not saying, you know, there's no hope for this girl. He's like, I'm with you. And that we get to serve a God who says, I am with you. I know I talk about that a lot, but I, I sit back and I just, I do feel so thankful that, uh, 
even though I felt loss and I felt a little lost, none of the cross is lost on me. Mm. Amen. And boy, the devil is mad. But God is glad and, and heaven is rejoicing. And, you know, Amen. a lot of times, you know, we, we spend too much, we give too much airtime to the enemy, you know, and what he does and not enough time to what's actually going on because you made, you just made that statement. Heaven is rejoicing over Nova, you know, heaven is rejoicing over Christina, you know, and, and I, I, well, I hope, you know, and I hope that heaven is rejoicing over us every week as we choose to gather together because it's a choice. You know, it's a choice in our lives. You guys, you know, for anybody who listens regularly to a podcast or, you know, watches a TV series um, regularly, you have to know that people do things for a lot of reasons. People do things for fame. Some people do things for money. Other people just do things because they just want to tick everybody else off. You know, they, people do things because they want to be liked, you know, whatever, whatever it is. I really and truly can't begin to tell you that I, I, I'm surrounded by some women and, and, I, and I am one of them who make this choice to be here for all the right reasons. We, we do it because we care. We care about the gospel. We care about the, our families, our communities around us. We care about our nation and we believe, you know, we believe that the best thing that we can give to anyone else is the very best thing that was given to us. Mm. And that is Jesus. That is a reality Mm. and the knowledge of who Christ is because selfishly, if you all start walking with him correctly, then the world will change. And I hope that every week when we're finished, you become a little bit more of a world changer for Christ. You know, Amen. For, the, for the cause of love, right? Amen. Yes. Amen. Well, unless one of you has a final word, I guess it's uh, about time to wrap it up for the week. You know, happy birthday, CB. <sighs> We yeah. love you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love you, love love you. Guys. Yeah. Love you too. And uh, happy Thanksgiving you. to yeah. all of you. Uh, may you have a blessed Thanksgiving and may you know that you are blessed and may you walk in thankfulness and gratitude. And, um, you know, don't be afraid to be bold. We are not created to be silenced. And that is the greatest part of our identity. God gave us a mouth so that we can use it, so that we can make beautiful music if we're talented to sing, so that we can speak the gospel if we have the ability to speak. Um, He is good, and so we are good. So thank you guys. For those of you watching, um, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share us. For those of you listening on podcast, do the same, please. Make a comment. Let people know that we're here. Share us around. Help someone else to find their way to girl clubs so that we might help them find their way closer to something that we truly believe we all need. And that is more of the presence of God in our lives and more of an awareness of the word of God to guide us through each day. 
So I am Cynthia Garrett in studio this week is Nova Page and Christina Boudreaux. And um, Anna, behind the scenes, we love you. We are grateful for each and every one of you. Thank you, Life Audio, for giving us a great platform. You guys, thank you. Um, thank you for the promotions that we've been getting. Um, our downloads have really doubled and increased, and that is super cool. But you know something? We want you to tell tell five more friends, please. And for those of you who might feel inspired as we go into the end of the year to make a gift to Girl Club, I'm gonna, I can never ask for money for myself. My, really my husband and I's own tithe supports this ministry, but I would like you to make a gift to my girls. I would like to be able to bless my girls. Um, so if you have been blessed this year by Christina Reynolds, Christina Boudreaux, or Nova Page, or Anna, who you don't see, who makes sure that you can see and hear all of us, I would really love if you might give, go to CGM and give so that I can make a gift to the girls. That would be, I'd love to get my, my socks knocked off by your giving over these girls. And I don't have any problems asking for money for them. I love y'all. So from CynthiaGarrett.org and from Girl Club and Christina and Nova and I, we will see you next time. Bye. No matter what you're going through, you are not alone. Sis, if you've experienced pain in your father-daughter relationship, I want you to know that you are loved and seen. I'm Kia Stevens, host of the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, and I created my show to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. Join me for encouragement, wisdom, and scripture. Just search Hope for Women with Father Wounds on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcast.